2: and we are underway welcome to the action network podcast we are back today continuing our nfl season preview with all the season-long team exotics today what team will win the most games who will score the most points will anybody go 17 and 0 or 0 and 17 joining me as always is my co-host raheem palmer and we have some exciting news today folks Raheem and I are going to be coming to your ear holes every Monday and Friday, all season long. Raheem, how excited are you to talk football twice a week all year?
0: I'm very excited. I mean, football is America's number one sport and you know, we do NBA, but we really do NFL. So we're going to turn up. We're going to try to get you got some winners, some actionable advice and it should be really exciting.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. We uh, we're going to be doing a lot more season preview stuff. We got all Raheem and Brandon all next week. So we'll tell you more about that at the end before we get started. Don't forget to check out our win total podcast right here on the action Network podcast. So Monday, the two part AFC episode just dropped with Stucky, Chris Raybon, and Sean Kerner. That is good stuff. Like you got to listen to that and then hit the rewind and listen again. The NFC episodes are coming later this week. So make sure to watch for those. As always, all of our odds today are from BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. So let's just get into it. We're going to start. We're looking really at the extremes today. We are not going to talk about a lot of the teams in the middle. We're looking for high-end and low-end outcomes. So let's start with most wins. Who do we think might lead the NFL in, in wins this year? And that is not split by conference. None of these are split up. It's just the whole league. So, naturally, the Chiefs and Bucks are favorites here. They're going to be favorites on a lot of our most things today. So, Raheem, how do you feel about the Chiefs or the Bucks as favored to, to have the most wins? I'm
0: going to be honest. I'm not that high on the Chiefs this year. I mean, the Chiefs, when I look at them, you know, they still can't stop the run. And I know it's better to stop passing as opposed to run. But if you can't stop the run, that puts you in trouble. And then also, I, I just think they're a little thin at wide receiver. They let Sammy Watkins walk. I just think they're they're one or two injuries away from, you know, really struggling to have uh, the prolific offense that we saw in years past. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. They did shore up the offensive line, but I wouldn't bet them to have the most wins. I mean, especially coming off the Super Bowl year. As far as the Bucs, I, I think the Bucs are, you know, they're in a good position. Um, I want to take something with a longer shot. You know, plus yeah. 450 doesn't do it for me. So it's not something I'm willing to bet.
2: Yeah, I'm not touching these. The Bucs, especially, I don't want to do... Tom Brady has done this rodeo. Like he he doesn't really give a rip about getting a ton of regular season wins. You know, Brady and the Patriots used to lose a few games in September. They kind of do the slow ramp up and hit their speed in the second half. So that's just not a bet. I'm not out on the bucks necessarily, but as far as regular season wins, no, thanks. The thing with the chiefs, I don't disagree with anything you said, but the last three years they've won 12, 13 and 14 games. So that's an average 13 and three season. Patrick Mahomes is thirty-eight and eight lifetime, and has won twenty of the last twenty-one regular season games. That's pretty good. It's a lot yeah. of wins. So I'm not ruling the Chiefs out. I'm just not betting it either at, at plus three fifty or plus four fifty. There's just too many things that can go wrong. We're looking. for the, the theme of this podcast today is is what can go wrong and what might go right. And we're looking for those long shots where it's like, well, this is not necessarily going to happen. But at twenty to one, we only need it happen five percent of the time. Could happen there. So let's move down the list then. In that next top ten or so, outside of the Chiefs or Bucks, who who grabs your eye as someone that might be a value play in that like plus a thousand, two thousand sort of range?
0: Um, when I look at this, I mean the, the, the name that I see that looks the best is the Browns. I mean, it's, it's only at plus nine hundred. They look like a Super Bowl team to me. I mean, they 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 fixed their secondary. You know, a lot of the guys were hurt last year. Um, The offense is going to be better. I I just think the second year of Kevin Stefanski's system puts this team in a place to where, you know, they could be 13 and four, you know, I I really, really like this team. So that's the thing that stands out to me.
2: Yeah. I like the Browns. I definitely can see a world where they are the one seed where they have that 13 and four season. I'm just not sure that they do it 10% of the time. I I think Mm -hmm. that, I don't think it's unrealistic. I think I'd probably put that closer to half or, you know, five, six, 7% somewhere in there. Uh, Part of the problem is I really like the Ravens also. I'm not going to bet them here because similar reason at 800, it's not worth it. Uh, They're in the same division. So that's two games right away that they got to play against each other. And uh, you know, just tough schedule that way. To me, the one that jumps out for odds wise is the green Bay Packers at plus 2200. The Packers went 13-3 and both of the last two seasons. Look, I'm not in on the Packers this season. I'm a little worried about what's going to happen with the Rodgers thing. You know, is there going to be any fallout in both the last two years as the season came to a close, I think both of us were like, it's time to fade the Packers. They don't look like a real 13-3 and team. But guess what? They keep winning. And Aaron Rodgers is pretty good at getting that win when they need to. They're the 10th favorite right now. There's just no way that they should be the 10th favorite, especially because they got two games against the Bears, two games against the Lions. That could be really tasty. The Vikings, my Vikings, could easily implode. So suddenly that could be a really easy path to six and in the division. And we just saw 13 and three twice in a row. I just feel like as the 10th best odds at at 22 to one, I feel like they could be in play there. Yeah.
0: I have to push back on this. And I do think, you know, I've gotten to the place where, you know, you guys know I had the Packers to win the Super Bowl last year. I had the Packers to win the FC. I had Aaron Rodgers to win MVP. But when I come into this year, you know, there's no way that Aaron Rodgers can play at the level that he did last year. They lost a lot on the offensive line. They lost Corey Lindsley. David Batiari is out. I think the Packers are going to end up winning this division by default because we know that the Bears, they just They're struggling. Naggy should be a lame duck coach at this point. They don't have an offensive line. The Lions are one of the worst teams in the league, which we'll get to later. I think Minnesota has a chance in this division, but when you look at the Packers' schedule, they have a span of look at these look at these games that they play. They play Washington, then they're at Arizona, then they're at Kansas City, then they play Seattle, Minnesota, and the Los Angeles Rams. That's the games that they play before the bye. Then they come off the bye and they play Chicago, Baltimore, and Cleveland. So I just think it's a really tough schedule. And it's uh, far for yeah, it's like when you look at their Pythagorean expectation the last two years, they overperformed it by over three games the last two years. And yeah. typically you you tend to regress. So I gotta push back on the Packers. I, I just don't I don't think that's a bet that you I would typically make.
2: Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I'm definitely a little worried about their offense. I think the line is gonna be a lot worse and it definitely is a regression team to me. This is just mm-hmm. a, a numbers play to me. I do like yeah. the defense. I think the defense is a little underrated. I just think there's a path there. It, it's the same. It's the numbers play that I would want to make with the Browns. I'd feel better mm-hmm. about the Browns than the Packers. I'm just not feeling better at nine to one versus 22 to one. So it's just, I, I'm not betting Green Bay to do well at basically anything else. This is this is almost like, as I'm struggling on, on a lot of these futures here, this is my out on Green Bay. of In case my read is wrong or in case they keep, beating the expectations every year. This is a spot where I think, you know, get a little bit back on it. So, okay. So the Packers are 10th longest odds. Is there anyone past them down the board that you think is worth talking about?
0: I mean, you, you guys know I'm high on the Washington football team. I think if Ryan Fitzpatrick can basically be, he could just not turn the ball over. <laughs> I think this team has a real shot at, you know, winning the Super Bowl. I love the Washington football team this year. They have a, a monster defensive line. You know, if I'm taking a flyer on a team, that's the team I'm taking it on.
2: Not to win the Super Bowl, they've got to win like 13, probably 14 games. You think Washington's going to go 14 and three? They have a real path.
0: I think they do. I mean, you got a defense this good. If they, I mean, like we saw how bad they were last year offensively, and now I mean, you 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 have an average quarterback in there. You you're in a good position. I mean, they were winning they were winning games last year with Dwayne Hask- Haskins, <laughs> the corpse of Alex Smith. Alex Smith was a complete statue. And then Taylor Hennig. So I just need I just need Ryan Fitzpatrick to give me something. Like just give me
2: yeah, give yeah. me something. That's fair. Yeah, if the defense stays elite and the offense goes from literally dead last to even average and then if it can get above average too. And I do like FitzPatrick with Turner. I think it's going to be a really nice marriage. I think I am excited to watch that team. I just can't get there on the best record in the NFL, in part because if I had to take someone down the list, I don't really love anyone here. I think my next favorite would be Dallas, actually. Just if if everything breaks right, Dallas a lot can go wrong and has the last couple of years. If everything breaks right, they were actually, I think that they were my NFC Super Bowl pick last year. Oops, that yeah. didn't really work out. But if if the opposite of last year happens, I think that they could play. However, they're 25 to one. I'd rather just put a little more money on Green Bay at 22 to one. So, okay. That's most wins. Let's, let's flip it. Let's go down to the other end of the league. We talked about the lions already. Let's look at our fewest wins. So the lions and Texans and usually the jets, these are the three teams we're going to see when we're looking at the least and, and all the bad things. So the Texans at MGM, the bet MGM are plus two hundred. The Lions are plus four hundred. So those are the two favorites. Do we think that either of them are bad enough to to put your money in at two or four hundred?
0: I mean, I think these are the clear cut worst teams in the league. For me, like I'm actually struggling with which one is worse right now because I just think the te- the Texans. They, I mean, they've they've destroyed this roster, and you know. Without Deshaun Watkins, I mean, and you replace him with Tyrod Taylor, who his biggest strength is his mobility, and he's not even mobile anymore. Um, So it's just like that's a really bad team. And in the Lions, you know, this new coach, I mean, Dan Campbell, it's just, you know, from the opening press conference, he's a maniac. Um, And it's just like I don't trust him. You know, the Lions are so bad that you had Matt Campbell literally passing on $70 million to stay at. Iowa. Um, I think the Lions, they have a solid offensive line, but I I don't trust, I don't, I don't trust them to call plays and you know, like Jared Goff is not the guy who you want saving them on third, third and long and you saw that play calling throughout the regular season and it's just, you know, run, run, pass and I, I just honestly, I'm leaning on the Lions, they have the worst, have the worst record simply because I just think they have a tougher schedule. Like, I mean, they open up with San Francisco, Green Bay, and Chicago. And then when you look at Houston, they open up as three-point underdogs to Jacksonville. Like, as much as as bad as we think Houston is, they could easily win game um, game one. You know, they could easily win that game against a Jacksonville team that was 1 in 15 last year. Like, who is Jacksonville to be laying three points in a row in week one? Whereas just like, you know, Detroit, they just have a they have a dev a really tough schedule. And I think that they're in a tougher division as well. So,
2: so here's the counter argument to that. Houston is so bad that they are home field goal underdogs to a rookie quarterback, making his debut as a professional. That's how bad Houston is like that's who is Jacksonville. Who is Houston is the question. So I disagree on what you just said. I think Houston is the clear cut worst team in the NFL I don't think that it's even close. I'm doing, I've got articles coming out this week at Action Network uh, ranking the overall offensive units and the defensive units. Houston's are so bad that they not only rank dead last, number 32 in both of them, I got it by tiers. And I have Houston so bad that they're in their own tier at the bottom. Like they're not even in the same league. This is like a AAA team trying to play professional ball. Detroit is bad, but like conventional bad. I think the same about both Detroit and the Jets. The Jets are not really in this conversation. I like the coaching staff. I like where they're going. Zach Wilson, I like in the preseason, they're making things easier in him. They're giving him nice, easy throws. They're not going to be good, but I think they're going to be one of those teams that by the end of the season, we're like, oh yeah, they're kind of moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. The thing with the Lions to me is that they are bad, but not awful. And that's an important distinction here because like that's Jared Goff, bad, but not awful. And they signed a bunch of dudes and like their defense and their offense. Like they're not tragic anywhere. The Houston Texans are tragic. Like they are a Shakespearean tragedy. It's awful. Every position is terrible. And I think Houston has a real threat to just like not win games ever. Detroit is the sort of team, like Detroit's floor is just much higher than Houston to me. They're a team that like Detroit plays Chicago. Absolutely, they could win. Detroit plays Minnesota, who I think is a, a a good playoff threat. Minnesota can definitely lose to Detroit just because like they're not abjectly terrible. You have to try to lose to Houston. So I think Houston is by far the favorite here. Despite that, plus 200, this is a long time to get my money in and wait on just a two to one outcome. Like are the Texans so bad that 33% of the time that they're they're winning that one? I don't know. It might be the only thing the Texans win all season Uh, where you and I don't like to play futures at at short odds and get our money sitting out there for so long. So I don't know about the plus 200. So moving down the list a little bit, who do you like in that next tier of teams who else could break through out of the top, top 10, or I guess in this case, the bottom 10, someone in the like 800 to 2,500 odds, anyone stand out?
0: I think it's the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals just don't have an offensive line at all. When you do, when you don't have an offensive line, I think you're really going to struggle. I mean, they have the the weapons at the skill positions, but I, I'm not hearing good reports out of camp. You know, Joe Burrow was literally killed behind that offensive line last year. I mean, they've made some changes on defense, but I, I just I'm not high on this team at all. They play in a tough division,
2: so I think that's so I can see that. Here's the reason that I wouldn't bet the particular prop fewest wins. Look, there's no lottery in the NFL. If you have the worst record, you get the number one pick. And if you are close to getting the number one pick at the end of the season, like we've seen it every year, teams flat out tank now to get that pick. And why are you tanking? Because you need a quarterback. The Bengals don't need the number one pick to get a quarterback. They have their quarterback. It's the one thing they do have. So their incentive to tank is not going to be quite as strong as a team like the lions or like the Texans where it's like, yeah, we, we need to start over here. So I'm looking for a team that needs a quarterback. My pick would be the Panthers at 25 to one. I don't really think Sam Darnold is good and he might be, but if he's not good and he sucks, like what if they just tank and like, look, last year going into the season, Jacksonville and Carolina were the two teams that everyone thought was going to contend for the bottom pick and Jacksonville did. And Carolina ended up kind of, being okay on offense, thanks to Matt Rule and Joe Brady, kind of running things well. I think Sam Darnold is a big drop off from Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't know. I could see the bottom falling out, and and Rule and Brady are at least Rule's going to be there a long time. He's got a big contract. Like there's a lot of security to be like, hey, look, our team sucks. Our roster is not there yet. Let's just bottom out and get that number one pick and try to get a quarterback that can actually play because we tried the Darnold thing.
0: See, I like there's some sharp money. I I know some sharp money on over seven and a half wins for the Panthers. So I can't get there with you, but I I understand. And I just think Matt rule, I I respect Matt rule too much for them to have the worst record.
2: I do like their defense a little bit. I like some of the players there. It's again, just like, well, could there be a one in 25 chance that things just really go wrong? Like Mm -hmm. I could see Carolina leaning into the, it's really going wrong a little easier than I can see some of these other teams. So one other long shot I want to say, and then if you've got one, you can add on. So here's, this is going to be a crazy long shot. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's a scenario where things just completely the bottom falls out. Like, look, take the jerseys away and take the history away. I know that we're just like the Pittsburgh Steelers can't possibly be this bad. Mike Tomlin has literally never finished below 500. And they've had what, like four coaches in their history. Like it's not a team where things totally fall off, but take away the history you got an ancient quarterback that like straight up stinks right now. Like Ben Roethlisberger is washed. They need to move on. They got Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins behind him. Their O line is terrible, like bottom three in the league. The defense was great last year, but lost some key guys. Bud Dupree is gone. They lost two of their top three corners. They're still good. Minka Fitzpatrick is good. TJ Watt is good. I just feel like one injury to Fitzpatrick or Watt. Something where the defense only slips back to like 12th best instead of second best, and now the offense can't move the ball anyways. I could just see the bottom really falling out there, and they got to play Cleveland and Baltimore twice each. They need the quarterback, there would be tank incentive, like of all teams, Pittsburgh, with all their history, you could say, okay, for one year, we're going to be terrible. We're going to do the, the Colts thing and go get under luck for one year, and then we'll be back again. 50 to one. Am I crazy?
0: Oh, you're not crazy at all. I, I, actually, I mean, I think this is the best thing that any, any of us has said on this podcast to this point. And I, I just think they're in a really tough division. You know how I feel about the Browns. I know how you feel about the The only thing that's keeping me out of it is the fact that the Bengals are in a division. Yeah. And I do think the Steelers are going to have their defense is going to be good enough, you know, and yeah. I just it does, think I it still, does
2: put a floor on there.
0: Yeah, so it's just like that. The floor is there, but besides that, I'm, I'm not mad at the flyer. I mean, they play, they open up at Buffalo. Then they got to go. Then they play Las Vegas at home. They got Sensi. They got Green Bay. They got Denver. I mean, they can, they can start this thing off pretty rough. So,
2: yeah. Uh, any long shots for you before
1: you move on? Nah, no long shots for me. <laughs> the Action Network Podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. And to celebrate the 2021 NFL season, BetMGM is offering a great sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. You just open an account at BetMGM and make your first deposit. Then make your first bet. If that bet wins, the money is yours. And if your bet doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. To get started, just click on the link in this episode description. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the best features for NFL betting, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, BetMGM is compatible with our BetSync technology, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. in Virginia. That's not available in Nevada. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get back to the show. All
2: right. So let's move on to points scored. Same thing. We're going to do most points and least points scored. So what's interesting here on both of these is that the odds boards look basically the same as most wins. And I think that's a mistake because just because you're winning doesn't mean that you are scoring the most points just because you're losing doesn't mean you're not scoring. So to me, that means there could be some value here. So the chiefs are favorites should we bet the Chiefs to score the most points? Patrick Mahomes is really good. Tyreek Hill is really good. Should we bet the Chiefs?
0: Oh, for me, I mean, when you look at the Chiefs, I mean, they're always going to be a hotline offense. You got Andy Reid, got Eric um, B enemy. So I, I, I can't argue with that. Like, I can't argue. Like, I, I, there's no other case for another team that I would argue for as far, as far as, like, scoring the most points. I think I would roll with them or, you know, I would roll with Buffalo. I think Buffalo, they, they really weren't a great running team. They're passing the ball. Like, I think when you're looking at this, you want a team who could just pass, the, pass as efficiently as possible. So I think I would probably go with those two teams. I still think Aaron Rodgers can't play nearly as well as he we played last year. Actually, I would go with the Cowboys at, at plus 1,600. They don't have a great defense. I think that's the team to go with.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on Dallas, too. At 1600, their, their defense is bad, so they're going to have to keep scoring just to try to keep up. Dallas has a super soft schedule. They have a pretty winnable division. Uh, even if you like Washington a lot, Philadelphia and the Giants are definitely pretty easy. Another thing, too, that's a little hidden but is important here, Dallas played at the fastest tempo in the league last year. So they're getting more snaps. They're getting more plays. Like early last season, Dak Prescott was on, on pace to throw for 6,700 yards through four games. And that wasn't necessarily because Dallas's offense was so efficient and he was playing incredible. It's because they were playing so fast and getting so many points up that you're getting these like track meet games every week. So I love Dallas for this one, 1,600. I, I gotta, I'm not getting my money in on the Chiefs. I know that we just assume ah, the Chiefs are awesome. They're going to you know they're gonna be near the top in DVOA and all that kind of ratings. Here's the thing: the Chiefs' last two seasons finished seventh and fifth in points per game. Even as good as they were, even winning 14 and 13 games those seasons. In fact, the Ravens, Saints, and Bucks all three outscored the Chiefs both of the last two years. So I am not getting my money on the Chiefs here. Um, I actually thought about the Ravens a little bit, but the odds aren't really tasty enough for me. Uh, a little further down the board, I was trying to find if there's any sort of long shot. I try to think about the Cardinals. They're another team that plays fast. I, I looked at the the Falcons. Arizona's mm-hmm. at twenty five to one. Atlanta's at twenty eight to one. They've got Arthur Smith now and a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you if you look at who are the top points per game leaders, it's it's a good team. And I don't think Arizona and Atlanta are be a good team. So the only yeah. other one that I could maybe talk myself into is the Los Angeles chargers at 20 to one. So when Herbert played last year, they averaged 24 and a half points a game. They'd probably need to add about a touchdown a game, but Joe Lombardi is there now to run the offense. The O line is way better. The special teams literally can't be worse than it was last year. They get to play the chiefs twice. They get to play the Raiders twice. That's good for the scheduling. Uh, to me, the chargers probably get more like to top five than winning it, but I could see a path for them. How do you, what do you think about that one?
0: I do like the Chargers. I think that's a good one. I think another one is, you know, the Titans. I mean, I know Arthur Smith left the Titans, but for whatever reason, they were, the Titans were able to unlock something with Ryan Tannehill. Um, They got AJ Brown. They got (laughs) Julio Jones. I mean, I think this is a prolific passing offense and I don't know how it's going to slow down because for whatever reason, Mike Vrabel was hired to be a defensive coach and (laughs) he's still not a good defense. So this team has to score points in order to win.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm not big on Tennessee, but they've definitely been scoring a lot of points. I can see that one. We'd be remiss not to mention Tampa Bay. To me, Tampa is the team that should be the favorite here. They're second favorite at eight to one. Uh, Tampa, the second half of last season, uh, ha- was the number one offense, and they were playing a lot faster too. Tom Brady got to do Brady ball after that. Uh, I'm seeing reports that Antonio Brown is looking like old Antonio Brown, which is absolutely terrifying if you get to add like the best receiver of our generation, just as a third receiver, in case you feel like it, Um, they added Giovanni Bernard, who I think is going to be a very Tom Brady running back. I think they could get a lot of points. They also have, uh, depending on where you look, the number one easiest schedule in the NFL. What are we doing? This is the best team in the league. That's the Super Bowl champs. And we gave them the easiest schedule. So I don't know. I could see them get there. I don't know about eight to one, um, but they would be my favorite if I had to pick someone. Uh, all right, let's let's flip the, flip it again. Least points scored. So again, Texans, Lions, and Jets are the three that come out you know with the highest odds here. They're the favorites. Any one of those three stick out to you for least points scored? The one thing I
0: will tell you is that the Jets shouldn't be on this list. I think it's a little disrespectful, you know, from what we've seen during preseason. I mean, Zach Wilson looks really, really good. This Jets offense is going to be it, it's, it's going to be a lot better than what people think. So, I mean, if you're looking at fantasy options, I think I would look to their offense. I mean, honestly. So, I just think it's, it's a little bit disrespectful to put them on, on the list. I think the Texans, I mean, who do they even have from a fantasy perspective? I mean, you're looking got a bunch at of running
2: backs I don't want.
0: I mean, you got the you got the corpse of David Johnson. I mean, you got Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, who might be a sleeper, Ty Teller. I think that's who's probably going to score the least amount of points. Um, I think the interesting thing is is that if a team's going to get blown out, they have opportunities to score more because right. they're going to be more garbage time. So I and think that's, that's, that's the, the problem scary with thing.
2: Houston. Yeah. That's to me, that's that, the, that was my problem with Houston is that. They have a soft division, like they get to play the Titans defense twice. They get to play the Jaguars defense twice. Like these aren't the absolute worst in the league. They don't get to play themselves, unfortunately. They, they must be lighting it up in practice when they play their non-defense. But the, between the soft schedule and the fact that I expect them to just literally always be behind, I just feel like that could be a danger, that they're just going to keep on chucking it and like what do they have to lose. Um, so the, they would be the favorite to me. The reason I think the Jets are on the list is because the Jets have to be on the list from the last two years. They averaged 15.2 points a game last season, which was lowest in the league. That That's awful. 15 points a game is so bad. The yeah. previous season, they were at 17 a game, which was the second lowest in the league. So just history alone makes them in this list, but I agree. I wouldn't bet them. I think they'll be a little better. Um, I try to think of, okay, so who are the teams that might, might win some games even though they don't score much so i'm looking for if i want a longer shot here for me is competent defensively maybe even kind of good defensively but just has nothing left on offense so here we are again pittsburgh steelers gonna make a lot of friends day with steeler nation <laughs> 25 to 1 on the steelers the defense is good enough to keep them in games and like look like we've talked with matt Moore about this on, on our other podcast for for buckets of of Denver. We both like Denver, but I could see Pittsburgh being a little like Denver where teams treat them with kid gloves or they're like, look, we know we're not going to score a lot of points on you. We're just going to grind out a win because your offense can't do anything. We don't respect your ability to put up any points. We only need 17 points to beat you and just kind of do the slow grind out win thing. Even like Baltimore and Cleveland, that sort of fits right into how both of those teams want to play anyway. And then mm-hmm. I could see Pittsburgh just getting, like, a six-point game and just, just doing nothing. So how, how do you feel about Pittsburgh for this one?
0: I actually like that. I mean, I, I mean, like, I'm not mad at that at all. I think this is, like, the fate Pittsburgh train today. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with you. All
2: right. Well, uh, let's actually talk a little bit about defense here. So we can also play fewest points conceded. So this is where we want to highlight the defense. So before we look at actually fewest points, I'm just curious for you, who do you look at and say, OK, coming into the season, this is my best defense or who, who are your top two or three defenses in the NFL right now?
0: I think, you know, for me, it's the Washington football team. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, the Denver Broncos. A lot of people still have the Rams there, but the Rams just don't have a lot of depth to me. And I, I think, you know, losing Brandon Staley, that's that's just I'm, I'm not really a big fan of, you know, teams that lose coordinators. I like Raheem Morris. I think he's going to be, you know, a good replacement, but them not having the depth is just, it's just, they lose one or two guys and, you know, just anything can happen. But I'm looking at the Washington football team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have, you know, prolific defensive lines. And then, you know, look at the Washington football team, they they had William Jackson replace Ronald Darby Jammin Davis is going to be bolstering that linebacker core. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, it speaks for itself. We saw what they did to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. That's going to continue. They still have a dangerous defensive line. And then, I mean, the different Broncos, I mean, they get all the guys back, you know, Hurt, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Chub, still got Bryce Callahan, the rookie, and Patrick Sertain. So,
2: yeah, so Denver is my number one defense. I mentioned my defensive rankings coming out. I got Denver and Minnesota in the top two tier on the round. And I got to tell you, I am not a Vikings homer. Like I'm a, I'm a sports nihilist. I assume the worst. I just think the Vikings are really good defensively. They were awful last year, but they rebuilt the whole defensive line and the entire cornerback unit. And I think both areas are going to be a huge upgrade. Uh, Like with Fangio, Mike Zimmer's defense just knows how to do it. Before last year when the bottom fell out, the Vikings defense had been top four DVOA in three straight seasons. So I have Denver and Minnesota in a tier by themselves and then Washington, Tampa and a few other teams after that. So my question is, is when you look at a team to play for this one, then who is your pick? Is it one of those teams that you think is the best or is there a different factor that you're playing for fewest points conceded?
0: Um, I think you have to look at the schedule. I mean, obviously, Washington plays the NFC East. Denver is going to play Patrick Mahomes twice. <laughs> now, I know Washington, you know, they have some tough games on there. They, they have Green Bay, and actually, hit, they play Kansas City. But, I mean, when you're playing Philadelphia and New York, and you're playing them, you know, four times, New York Giants don't have all offensive line. So, it's just, I, I do think you have to look at the schedule. But then Tampa Bay, they're playing the NFC South. I mean, do we expect the Saints to put up a ton of points this year? I mean, you talked about going under on Carolina. I mean, do, are we expecting them to put up too many points for Sam Darnold? You, I mean, you look at the Falcons. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how prolific their offense is gonna be. So I think for this prop, you kind of gotta go with a combination between the best defense and the schedule.
2: So I actually like the favorite on this one, which surprised me to get there. So the favorite is Baltimore Ravens at plus eight hundred. Baltimore finished second in points per game allowed last year and third the year before. I don't, we, neither one of us listed Baltimore as in that top, top tier of defenses, but we know they're going to be good. Wink Martindale always gets a good defense out there. They got a lot of talent on the field. I think they have maybe the best cornerback unit in football, which helps right. in this case, because they're probably not going to get lit up for just a huge number someday from just like a team that shreds them. Well, until they play the chiefs because Patrick Holmes just owns them. Um, but the other thing that they have going for them is that Baltimore plays a slow pace, they just love to slow it down. They take a lot of time in between plays. They run the ball a lot, so you get fewer possessions. So I just, I like the style of play factor there. Their schedule also helps. They get to play Denver. They get to play early against Indianapolis. They play the NFC North, which we're saying it looks a little bit weaker. Uh, so I like Baltimore. The other one I might nibble a little bit is Buffalo at 25 to 1. Bills used to be a really strong defense, and then that kind of wasn't the thing last year. But I think McDermott and Leslie Frazier get the best out of guys. Now the pass rush is kind of a uh, committee thing, but it gets the job done. And the main thing with Buffalo is I just think they might end up playing the softest division offenses, the jets, the dolphins and the Patriots to me all could end up bottom 10 offenses. And that's six games where they just might not get a lot of points put up on them at. So 25 to one Buffalo would be a team that I might sprinkle a little bit on. All right. We got a few Mm -hmm. more here and then we'll wrap it up for y'all. So,
0: One thing I'll say, I I think, you know, you made a good point about the pace. And I think Cleveland is up there as well. I mean, they're going to run the ball a ton, you know, and I think their defense is going to be better. And I think there's a reason why, you know, they're the four favorite at plus 1400. I think that's the team that I would probably look at as well.
2: Yeah, I like that too. I'm kind of at a point where I might need to see it before I believe it with the Cleveland defense just – that it looks so good on paper, but I might need to see it actually happen and just pay it down when it gets there. And and then, you know, an underrated
0: thing about this is also the weather. Like, I mean, Cleveland last year, they were like, they probably were snake bit, bitten by the weather more than any team in the NFL last year. They were, they played like seven games where there was just rain and wind. And I, I mean, I know you can expect that in Cleveland from time to time, but they got hit harder than any other team I've seen in recent memory last year. Okay. That's a big reason why the Sharps are so on them this year. I
2: agree. All right. Let's go lightning around through these, these last ones here and let's just each give our one to pick for it and give a quick reason for it. So we can bet on last winless team. So this is not necessarily about who's bad, but who's bad and has that wrong schedule coming out of the gates. So give me your pick for last winless team.
0: I mean, I'm going with Detroit. (laughs) I mean, they got San Francisco, Green Bay, Baltimore, at Chicago, at Minnesota. you know, their first win might come against Cincinnati and if they don't win against Cincinnati, then they got the Rams, Philadelphia, and then they got a bye. I'm I'm going with Detroit. I just, I I don't trust this team at all.
2: Yeah. And even after the bye, at Pittsburgh at Cleveland. So (laughs) if they they don't steal, if they don't get that home game against Cincinnati or steal somewhere along the way, like they're the favorite here rather than Houston, but that makes sense because Houston plays Jacksonville in week one at home and they play Carolina week three at home. Those are both risks for Houston to get one of those wins. If they don't, if Houston escapes at 0 and 3, then it gets ugly and and Houston maybe you know wins this one. Uh, I'm, I'm taking a longer shot here. I'm going with Arizona. We we both hate Arizona. We hate yeah, we sure do. so here's the opening schedule: Tennessee, Minnesota at Jacksonville, Rams, 49ers, Browns. And then they play Houston. And that could be one of those where it's like, we're playing for the title here. The, they're both 0 and 6 and we're playing to see who wins. But Arizona's at 35 to one. Um, I just feel like this is a team. The offense is probably too good to just go over for too long. But at 35 to one, if things fall apart and I just it wouldn't surprise me at all to be like it's October 1st. The Cardinals are zero and four and Cliff just got his walking papers. That's just too easy for me to see happen. Yeah, I I like that as well. (laughs) I definitely like that. so opposite side, last unbeaten team. Same thing, schedule play, of course. Who's your last unbeaten team pick?
0: Okay, um, last unbeaten team, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, they they got Dallas. They should be able to beat Dallas, you know, with Dak first coming off of his injury. They got Atlanta. I'm not really that high on Atlanta. I I just think they come out rolling. I mean, Tom Brady – you know, he, he had his first year in the system last year, so they started off slow. I don't think they start off slow. I think if anything, they start off really hot, and then maybe age catches up to Tom Brady later on in the year. Maybe he gets some injuries, but I'm going to go with the Bucks.
2: So I don't love the Bucks here just because Tom Brady, September is his, his least winningest month. They, they tend to kind of start slow. Um, ironically enough, I think that my pick here would actually be the team Tom Brady is playing in week one, the Dallas Cowboys and it's tough because Dallas starts at Tampa at the Chargers and I love both of those teams and I like Dallas a lot. That's two very easy easily losable games, but if they survive, then the schedule opens up. They're home for a month straight. They play the Eagles, Panthers, Giants, then at New England, who I'm not super afraid of this year, then a bye week, and the bye week counts. They're still unbeaten during the bye week and then Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta after that. So if they can get through those first two games, which they can they're good enough and talented enough to win then things could really open up and you know suddenly suddenly we're tuning into NFL live and Mina Kim is talking about the 9 and 0 Dallas Cowboys America's team and your Dak Prescott MVP pick is like looking baller and I don't know I could see I could see the scenario the other one that I try to talk myself into and can't quite get there the Denver Broncos here's the schedule they start with the Giants Jaguars Jets so that is very winnable. Then they play the Ravens. That's a winnable game in that it could just be one of those ugly, low-scoring, defensive games, and they like win by field goal. Pittsburgh the next week, same thing. And then they play Vegas. Suddenly they're six and zero. Then Cleveland. That's another one where it's you know they're the underdog, but maybe not if they're six zero. Then Washington, Dallas, Philly. Yeah, it's crazy. Here's the thing: Denver's off the books. They're, they're the only team that literally has no odds posted for this right now. I can't figure out why. I think they're on me. So, I can't play Denver.
0: <laughs> I mean, I hear you there. I, I still can't believe that you, you think you're willing to bet on Mike McCarthy to lead a team to the best record.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet on Dak Prescott to lead a team with the best record and only for the first start of the season. Okay. All right. So, I know your answer to this already, but for the listeners – Look, like some books love to offer. Will a team go seventeen and zero, or will a team go zero and seventeen? This is not going to take us very long. Raheem, will any team go seventeen and zero or zero seventeen?
0: I'm going to say no team is going to go seventeen and zero, but I do think it's probably worth a flyer to throw you know oh, some on. baby money on zero and seventeen.
2: Okay. I mean, like, so okay, So if you th- if you had to bet one, you would bet zero and seventeen before seventeen and zero.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I mean. We, 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 we just debated the Texans and the Lions earlier this year. Like, I mean, you, you just told me that a team would have to try to lose to the Texans.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I agree with what you're saying. You, you don't accidentally win football games. Like, you you can easily just lose because you're bad. It's much easier to lose 17 times than win 17 times, right? You can just be terrible. All it takes is one off day to have your 17-0 and 0 go bad. Here, here's some math for you. If you are an 80% favorite to win a football game, you have to be an 80% favorite 17 times in a row to go undefeated. And that would give you about a 5.5% chance of that happening, which is 18 to 1 odds. And at BetMGM, you have to do 20 to 1 odds to play this. Guess what? Very rarely ever is a team 80% favorite in a football game. And you have to do that all 17 times and then win all of them. So don't play that. I would put that more realistically, something like 200 to one, not 20 to one. So stay away. As far as losing, I would put that you have a little more control. You can just be bad and you can tank toward the end. Uh, but there's still gonna be a couple of games out there. You might accidentally win or, or or kind of be in the mix for. I'd put that closer to like 120 to one. But at BetMGM, you're playing paying 11 to one. Please listeners save your money. Go, go and invest it. Go buy some Bitcoin, play some of our other props. Don't play these two. Teams barely ever go 0 17 or 17-0. All right, last one. We'll get you out of here. We're looking for wildcard teams. I want one AFC wildcard pick and one NFC wildcard pick. So let's start with the AFC. Raheem, who is your pick to be an AFC wildcard?
0: I'm going with... Oh, you said one. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Denver. I'm going I'm to go with the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think they're good enough to, to, to make the wild card. I, I just think the Browns are going to win that division. So, that's the team I'm going with.
2: Yeah, I like the Ravens. I like the Browns. I don't know which one of them is going to win the division. And the problem with betting wild card is you might lose by them being too good. And you kind of pigeonholing yourself. So, I need a team... That is good that I'm confident will be good, but also that I'm confident it won't win the division because that ruins it. So I'm looking to the AFC West where I think the chiefs are the most likely division winner problem still is I like the chargers and the Broncos this year. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to pick the chargers here. They're at plus two ten. I just like a lot about the chargers. I like the coaching changes. Brandon Staley is going to do a lot there. The offensive line is a huge improvement. Uh, The special teams was like historically bad and dead last last year. So even improving to average this year is worth like a whole win to the team. Probably there's just a lot of low hanging fruit in addition to Justin Herbert and and all the other things we like about them. Um, So I just I like the Chargers a lot at plus 210. They would be my pick. Uh, all right, over to the NFC, one pick. Who's your one pick in the NFC to take a wild card, our last one for the day?
0: I think at plus 310, I like the Minnesota Vikings. I think, you know, the Packers are obviously the favorite in that division, but I think the Vikings have a solid offense. They can run the ball. They can, you know, they have a great defense. You know, Justin Jefferson is out there, a wide receiver, Adam Thielen. I think they do enough to get into the wild card.
2: I'm glad you picked them because I had two here, and I was, that was one of mine, and I wasn't sure which one I was going to do. This is a classic Vikings, like 10 and six, or whatever the stupid record will be now with a 17 game Mm. schedule. Like, this is a classic Vikings win a bunch of games, get blown out in the only three that actually matter, and then like lose by 20 in the playoffs while we all go cry in the snow in January. Like, I know what this team is. This is what's happening. High floor, low ceiling, slot them in. My play is the same sort of thing, a little higher ceiling, but I like the Seattle Seahawks to get the wild card. The reason being, Seattle always wins enough to get into the playoffs or at least be in there. Russell Wilson averages 10.9 wins a season. He's won at least nine every single season. So they're going to be in the mix, but I like the 49ers a lot. I like the Rams a lot. And I don't love the rest of Seattle outside of Russell Wilson. The secondary is real bad. It's a tough division, tough schedule. I feel like Seattle looks to me like a 10, 11, 12 win team. But I think either the Rams or the 49ers have a big season and win the division. So I like Seattle to definitely make the playoffs, but not win the division. So at plus two twenty, they're my pick there. So, so you,
0: I gotta push back on this. So you think there's probably gonna be three teams out of that division who make the playoffs?
2: Yeah, I do. I, well, Ooh. I would, I would say three teams. I would also say that Seattle is. I, I don't know how to to say it like. Seattle would be my second pick in the, out of the three to, to make the playoffs. The mm-hmm. other two would be my first and third, but I don't know which order. Like I, I think that there's a, a scenario where either the Rams or the 49ers don't meet expectations, but that also one of them does. Like I think, I think expectations for those two, if they do hit, the ceiling is much higher, and I think that the floor is a little lower. Seattle is more, more in the middle to me. I think less of a 13-4 and four season hiding in there, God, that sounds so dumb. Can we go back to 16 games? Like, I just want our numbers that we Yeah, I'm I'm totally
0: struggling with it. Like, earlier when I said 13 and 4, I didn't know if I was going crazy. But I'm not high on Seattle. And I I just don't think they have a great pass rush. I don't think they have a great secondary. You still got Jamal Adams out there, who I really don't like at all. I mean, I think they need to take him out back. (laughs) Oh, my. I I mean, to me, Jamal Adams is a guy where – He's 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 a guy who can rush the passer, but I don't want him in pass coverage at all. I think if you're betting on Seattle, you're simply betting on Russell Wilson to continue to be superhuman, which is one of those things that I never like to do when it comes to any any sport other than basketball. And I think with their division, I just I can't get there with Seattle. Um, we skipped over the AFC, but I do agree with you on the Chargers and the Broncos. I think those were, I think one of those two teams will get to the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I think so, too. And I guess the difference for me is for that top, top tier of quarterbacks, which I have long argued Russell Wilson has always been and will be, I'm willing to bet on it. You Give me any roster and Russell Wilson or Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, it's good enough for me. In the NFL, if you have that good of a quarterback and whoever else on your team, you're winning 10 games and making the playoffs, like, you're only missing the playoffs if Russell Wilson gets hurt. If he's healthy, they're going to get in, and – I agree with your dislike of the rest of the team. That's why I like them to get a wild card because I don't think they're going to get to that 12, 13 win season. So, yeah. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for our 2021 team exotics show here at action network podcast next week. It is all Raheem and Brandon all the time. We are going to do our full AFC and NFC season previews and best bets for every team. We'll break down season stat leaders later in the week. And don't forget also to check out the AFC and NFC season win total podcast with Stucky, Raybon, and Kerner. AFC is already out. NFC is coming soon. We are only two weeks away from real, live, regular season NFL football. And we've got you covered everything you need right here on this feed. Starting after Labor Day, you're going to get Raybon and Stucky's NFL betting guide episodes every single Wednesday. They'll hit you with their six-pack and all their best picks for the week. Raheem and I will be with you every Monday and every Friday. Early in the week, we're going to recap the NFL betting weekend. We'll preview Monday Night Football and give you some hot reads on the early lines for the next week. We'll be back Friday for a quick-paced run, just up and down the NFL betting board, everything you need to know heading into the weekend. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll hit you with football all week, all season, all here on the Action Network podcast. Make sure to follow, subscribe, review, five stars, the whole works. For Raheem Palmer, I'm Brandon Anderson. This has been the Action Network podcast. We'll see you next time.